Good morning. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Alex B. This is the 10 Again Podcast. We have good news to report last night with protesting and demonstrators uh, with regards to everything that's been going on in the world. We'll talk about that in a minute. And something that's a little bit lopsided about that, in my opinion. Here's really, here's really bizarre, though. New numbers from a federal agency shows that more than 1,100 residents of Indiana nursing homes have died from the coronavirus. It's 200 more than what the state is saying. So there's some conflict in numbers. Yeah, it's the Centers for Medicaid, Medicare and Medicaid Services say 1,141 long-term care residents have died. And then Indiana's saying, the, the, the state is saying 945. So there's a little conflict in numbers. I mean, you want the numbers hopefully to be low in general. You don't want them to be high, but you also want them to be accurate. I'm hopefully, I'm hoping that there's some accuracy you know, some accuracy that because it seems, it seems way weird. That's a little bit lopsided. Um, there is a video going on the internet. And if you Google FBI agent harassed by police, you'll find it. And, I, and I, it was, it was, it was an African-American male um, who was on this patio sidewalk at a restaurant or a bar or something. And these cops thought he was somebody else. And they were asking him for his ID, everything. And basically, har- I mean, blatantly harassing him. It was being filmed and you should see the video when they pull the guy's wallet out and finds out that he is in the FBI, you can hear a freaking pin drop. And it was kind of funny because you get, you know, you see it firsthand and this guy's, you know, he's like, Hey man, you know, I'm not this guy. I don't have to show you my ID. You know, basically now he's not going to come out and say, Hey, I'm the feds because there's people around there, but they reach for his wallet, find out he's, he's FBI. And they're like, go ahead, release the handcuffs. And he's going off. So, there's a lot of interesting video because we live in that TMZ society. I think it's sad that 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 bad stuff is captured on film. I mean, sometimes maybe you want to put the camera down or your phone down and help somebody who's in really distress. Like I said, you want to have some kind of evidence of stuff going on because you you want to be able to show, you know, the the police saying, "Hey, this this happened wrong. This person got this is wrong and this is wrong." But sometimes if you're the only person taping or if there's like multiple people that are taping or using their phones and nobody's helping this person. Like nobody's rushing to this person's aid, but yet we got it all on film. You know, we're in such a, we're in such a weird, weird time where, you know, everybody has to post a selfie, you know, what, what are you going to do when you run out of uh, filters for your selfie? Do you need a selfie every day? Sometimes you see people like a selfie every day. And I would say, what's different from this selfie and then the one you posted yesterday or the day before? You know, what? what's the difference? I don't post selfies. I'm not attractive to look at. I try to post like funny memes and sometimes a funny video. Yeah, so at some point, you got to put down the camera, help your fellow man if possible, because they could they could be in help. They could, they could really need your help. But sometimes that video is also good to, to help you know, seal the fate on people that are being bad and doing wrong. Cause we, everything is just right now in this world is, is simply crazy. People are still out of work myself and a lot of other people that I work with the people across the country, the music industry and concert industry is in a big known of uncertainty. All these tours canceled and there was really going to be some cool looking shows. And it's, it, we're, we're, we're crazy. I, now I will, I will go on a little bit of a rant about last night's protest. Now, again, it was good because it ended peacefully but I just have some thoughts on it that I'll share here in a bit. So I'm going to play a tune because I think it kind of fits what's going on. And then we'll talk about demonstrating and do laws apply to everybody and who do you listen to? 
All right. It's coming up on the Ten Again Podcast. My name is Alex B.
Man, I've always dug that song, Seal, the Tenekin Podcast. My name is Alex B. That song, Crazy, kind of fits. I mean, maybe not necessarily the lyrics, but definitely just the times that we're in. Um, there was definitely a, a, a peaceful protest last night in Indianapolis, uh, downtown area. And I was a little confused because earlier in the day, the mayor announced that the curfew would be in place starting at 9 o'clock. Nobody could be on the roads till like 5 or 6 or whatever in the morning, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the protest went on past 9 o'clock or the march or whatever till about 10.15, then everybody left. So what kind of message does this send to people that if the mayor says this is the rule, now granted, everybody was peaceful. Don't get me wrong. There was nothing, to, I have nothing to complain about. It was peaceful, et cetera, et cetera. But what about the businesses that had to close early and send employees home, et cetera, et cetera, because of the curfew? Or let's just say if I wanted to go downtown, maybe I want to go downtown and hang out at the War Memorial, or maybe I want to go downtown and I don't know, whatever. It sends out a mixed signal if you tell everybody it's the curfew, but if you're if you're in an organized protest or, or a march or whatever, then you can stay out. So then it becomes subjective because what about if you see a group of people that aren't with the majority, that maybe they're having their own little get-together or whatever, and you decide to arrest them, shoot them with rubber bullets or whatever, but then the bigger mass gets the streets blocked. You know what I mean? Like I, we, We've got to find a balance here because it sends out mixed signals. You know, uh, granted, I, I, I applaud that two nights in a row it has been peaceful. Nothing crazy has happened. But again, two nights in a row, the curfew was not observed. So what's the point of even making it if it's not going to apply to everybody? I'm not saying lock everybody up that's out past the time. But I don't know. It really... It really confuses me more than anything. What's what's the message you're trying to send uh, that there's a curfew, but an organized group two nights in a row can be past that curfew and nothing happens? Well, so what's going on? What about something's bad going on the other end of the city? I, I just I don't understand it. So somebody needs to help me help me understand it because I'm really confused at that. Okay, so I was reading CNN this morning, and the question was uh, was was posed. Does social distancing help your dating life? Now, there's some people there. I read a story about this, 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 this woman met this guy online. They met on some site called Bumble. I've never heard of Bumble before. So they were, they were like having drinks over FaceTime and then they were watching Hulu. You know, he was at his place. She was at her place and they texted back and forth. And then after two months of doing that, they finally met for the first time. They went for a hike, they talked, and they stayed six feet apart the whole time, and they had a blast. So there's some experts saying that because of all the uncertainties with 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 uh, with uh, COVID-19, that people that are on these dating sites are taking a little bit time to get to know each other. You know, weed out the you know weed out the you know weed out the stuff. It says many single people around the world are experiencing unexpected benefits of social distancing. Following U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and other uh, countries' guidelines of staying six feet apart from others has forced suitors to focus on getting to know each other instead of getting drunk or getting naked. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, I guess. But I guess it's good if you're if you're on the on these dating sites and it gets it get you know maybe you're taking a more responsible 
outlook on your dating life because you're getting to know somebody. There's some people that are not going to care about no damn coronavirus or COVID-19 because I trust me, I've worked in the bar business for a long time. Okay, I started off as a club DJ back in the day. And I think even now, COVID wouldn't, social distancing ain't going to matter to some people. Some people, men and women alike, are going to do what they do. But I think for the people that are, are trying to find a legitimate uh, look at love, I think this is a good thing. You get a chance to know each other, you know, all, it's, it's cool, right? I mean, everybody gets a chance to find, really know about the other person, I guess. And it's a good thing from what they're saying. Um, and they're also saying, like video, the videos made a splash because before the pandemic, six people, 6% of Match.com members said they're willing to date someone exclusively over video. Now, I don't know about exclusively over video and not ever meeting a person because that uh, that's like sexting. That's I don't know if that's really legit, but now... Uh, they had a recent survey. They're saying almost 70% of the people said they would be open to dating over video exclusively. Now, for the guys, that's that's a cool deal because look at the money you save on going out. So I guess for the Chief Gates out there, hey, video dating, boom. Stick with that. For the people wanting that real thing, eh, I don't know if video's going to work. But that's the latest trends. Social distancing people that are that are on dating sites trying to find that legitimate match are taking a little bit more time because you know they don't want to get each other sick and stuff so i think i think that's cool tomorrow and i've been saying this for a couple weeks but i've been i've been kind of dropping the ball on getting a hold of him we'll be talking uh to darren from toy factory we got a lot of stuff to talk about we're going to talk about what's going to go on with the local indie music scene plus he's done some national stuff as well uh darren owens will be on the show tomorrow could try to call him sometime today Get that recorded and check it out. So remember, anytime you want to chime in the podcast, you know what to do. The voicemail number is 317-245-6396. I definitely welcome feedback, interaction, et cetera, et cetera. Um, if they put out another curfew out for Marion County, I don't know if you listen to it. I don't, I don't know how that works. Uh, somebody has to explain that to me down the line, how that applies. I don't know. It's still confusing to me. So I'm going to roll out of here with some Tom Petty and uh, start my day. Have a good day. I'll talk to you tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. This is the 10 to get podcast. And uh, I'm Alex B.
I've been told you never slow down, you never grow old. I'm tired of screwing up, I'm tired of going down, I'm tired of myself, I'm tired of this town. Oh my my, oh hell yes, honey put on that party dress. Buy me a drink, sing me a song, take me as I come cause I can't stay long. Last dance with Mary Jane, one more time to kill the Once again, thanks for listening to the 10 Again Podcast. I'll talk to you tomorrow morning.